terrible God. And that's why we, we started and uh, that's why we stopped last week. The God of heaven is the incomparable God. There is none that you can compare unto him. And we specifically got to a point where we said destiny is in his hand. And we couldn't go further last week. And I want you to tell somebody my destiny is in the hands of the God of heaven. As if you may say my destiny is in the hands of the God of heaven. He will avail for you in Jesus' name. And today there are two things we are going to combine. But we are still going to continue our study on this God of heaven. And the key thing we want to look at today is that there is fire in his presence. There is what? And that's very important. There is fire in the presence of the God of heaven. Now, not only is there fire in his presence, men can encounter this fire for good or evil. Men can encounter this fire for what? For good or evil. So the question I'm going to ask you is, if you have an encounter with the fire in his presence today, will it be for good or will it be for evil? Is somebody with me this morning? If you have an encounter with the God of heaven today, that fire in his presence, will it be for good? Because, I mean, the person he meets, the time means what the fire does in the life of that individual. I'm going to look at some Bible passages. Because the first thing we must realize, number one, talking about the fire in his presence, is that this fire represents God. The fire represents who? It represents God. And it, and it guides by providing light. So when you go to Exodus chapter 12, I mean chapter 13, Exodus chapter 13, from verse 21, the Bible says, Exodus 13, 21, the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. So the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire represented who? God in the midst of Israel. So that when they followed the cloud by day, they knew where to go. When they followed the, 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 the fire by night, they knew where to go. Remember when the children of Israel were on this journey. They didn't know where they were going. And how far they went in a day was not dependent on their own determining it. The Bible says once the pillar of cloud began to move, either it was um, during the day or maybe at night, maybe at midnight, the pillar of fire begins to move, they do what? They followed. So the pillar could be moving for the next seven days. And as long as the pillar is moving, what are they doing? And brethren, they were not tired. The Bible says not one feeble soul was among them. We talked about this on Friday. It's very important. It was not of them to say, eh, God, let's walk two hours today. No. It was God that would say, it's time to move. And once he said it was time to move, they moved. There were times that they stayed in one location for months, even for years. But the day the Lord said, it's time to move, they did what? They moved. And that's very important. And the Lord is telling someone here today, it's time for you to move. Amen. And it will take you higher in Jesus' name. He will take you higher in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible says, when the children of Israel left uh, uh, Egypt, Pharaoh followed them. 
Now, this pillar of cloud and pillar of fire, what did they do? The pillar that was leading, you know, from the beginning of their journey, the pillar was leading them, showing them where to go. When Pharaoh began to follow them, and they got to the verge of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel looked back, and they saw Pharaoh, say, God, what shall we do? Moses cried unto God. The Bible says, God gave Moses instructions, and the pillar of cloud and fire did what? Moved back behind them. Became a protection unto them. It was seen the cloud by day and the fire by night. But now, instead of being ahead, it was where? Behind them. To separate them from the enemies that wanted to destroy them. If only God will open your eyes to see the pillars that follow you. So long as you are a child of God, if only God would open your eyes. I was listening to a man of God sometime during this week. And he said he was in a room, reading his Bible, listening to the radio and something like that. Not doing anything serious. He was just resting. And an elderly person was coming to visit him in his room. Now, he just went into the room. He knew nothing. And at the door to that room, this elderly person, a Christian too, met two angels at the, at the door to the room in the same house. And they would not allow her to go in to see this young man. And, and then, I mean, she saw them. She knew who they were. Until the angel that was following her said, well, it looks as if you people don't know who this woman is. And it was that woman that spoke that the angels that were guiding this young, pa uh, young pastor allowed the woman to do what? To go in and see her. This pastor did not know anything about those angels. Is somebody with me? In fact, it was what the woman said that made him realize that there were two angels outside doing what? Guiding him. What am I trying to say? The pillar of fire, the pillar of cloud that is separating you from the enemy is there. If you are a child of God. And your protection is assured. Tell somebody my protection. Is assured. In Jesus name. The children of Israel. Many of them like many of us would have said. Ah it is finished. Just like what is happening in Ukraine now. I'm sure the Russian army expected that this war will be over by day one. True or false? And they, 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 they disengaged all the uh, they, 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 what was the word? They, they bombed all their airports. They destroyed all their air capability. And they thought everything was a cakewalk. They started marching towards their, the, the capital of the city. Because they, are, they just wanted to get the president out of the way. And put their own government. That's what they wanted. Put a government there that will uh, do their own bid. They never expected to go to day two. Or day three, or uh, today, day four, or day whatever it is. The enemy will not overrun you. Amen. I said, The enemy will not overrun you. Amen. Number two, the God of heaven is a consuming fire. He's what? He's a consuming fire. 
In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 24, the book of Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 24, the Bible says, For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. I love that second part. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 24. The Lord thy God is what? Even a jealous God. Tell somebody, God is jealous over me. I hope you know what that means. If he's jealous over you, it means he will not allow any other person to interfere with you. At the same time, he expects that you do what? You love him. The Bible tells us the few things about the jealous husband. If you know and you love yourself, make sure you don't offend a jealous husband with regards to his wife. Because he can kill. True or false? That's the truth. In fact, the Bible likens the relationship between God and Israel to that between a husband and a wife. The Lord God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. In other words, if you tamper with his bride, then you will see the fire in him. Then the fire will come down and do what? And consume. The God of heaven is a consuming fire. This fire consumed the enemies of Elijah. That's my third point. This fire did what? Consumed the enemies of Elijah. When we go to 2 Kings chapter 1, verse 10. 2 Kings chapter 1, verse 10. 2 Kings chapter 1, verse 10. The man, you know, you know the story in that passage. The king of Israel sent some emissaries to the, the, to, the uh, to, to Belzebub. To an idol to go and ask because he was sick will i be healed or will this sickness terminate his life and god sent elijah go and meet his his uh, servants on the way and tell them to go back and tell them that he will surely die and the man said who who is the person that told you this you didn't go to where i sent you said the man came met us on the way and said we should go back and tell you that and they described you say oh that is elijah i know him and he sent the captain and his army of 50 and said, go and arrest him. And the Bible says Elijah was on a hill. And they came and said, oh man of God, the king says, come down. And what was his answer? If I be a man of God, like you have said, let fire come down from heaven and consume you and your 50. And what happened? The fire came down from heaven and consumed the man and his 50. And that was repeated a second time. Where did the fire come from? Heaven. We are talking about the God of heaven. We say there is fire in his presence. Fire is part of his personality. And this fire consumes his enemies. As demonstrated in the passage that we have just read. But you know I said something at the beginning. I said if the fire will come now, what he meets in you will determine what the fire does. Because our next point is that this fire also consumes offering as a mark of acceptance. The fire does what? It consumes offering as a mark of acceptance. And we see this in 1 Kings chapter 18. 1 Kings chapter 18 from verse 36 to 39. We're not going to read it. But it's the story of Elijah and the prophets of Baal. At the time of the evening sacrifice, Elijah came and just said a simple prayer. And fire came down. 
and consume the offering, consume the sacrifice. The Bible says even the fire licked the water. Water that was supposed to pull the fire out. The fire consumed the water, consumed the dust, consumed the stone. What a fire. And that should tell you one thing, brethren. If God makes up his mind to protect you, can anybody successfully go against you? That's why he said, he that touches you, does what? Touches the apple of his eyes. The apple of his eyes. And that's very important. This fire even transports. It does what? It transports. In 2 Kings chapter 2, from verse 11 to verse 14, we see the story of Elijah and Elisha. The Bible says, as they still went on, 2 Kings chapter 2 from verse 11, as they talked, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a wild wind into heaven. Verse 12. Verse 12. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more, and he took one of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. Verse 13. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had smitten the waters, they parted hither and hither, and Elisha went over. This fire even transports. And when it transports, or when he transports, there is a, there is a gift, there is a release. The fire is in our midst today. The fire will touch you. You will not remain the same. I said you will not remain the same. The next thing we need to take note of is that this fire consumes earthly fire. It does what? And glorifies God's own children. The fire consumes earthly fire. In Daniel chapter uh, 3 verse 19, Daniel 3 verse 19, we see the story of Nebuchadnezzar and those three Hebrew children. And he said, I mean, he come because they will not worship his idols. You see, brethren, as far as the children of those three Hebrew children were concerned, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that was the end. Is that not so? That was the end. They saw the furnace. It was very hot. It was made seven times hotter. And they were going to be thrown into it unless they obeyed. That's the point many of us will say we are going to do what? No, not what, what, term, what terminology do we use? Apply wisdom. That is the point that many of us will say you do what? Apply wisdom. Ah, this furnace will destroy you. You know, it's better you just apply wisdom now. Tell a beautiful lie. Tell a godly lie. Like many of us will say, just find your way out of it and later you can go and confess. Do you know what that does? It prevents you from experiencing God's miracle. When you do the so-called applying wisdom, to get out of difficult situations. When you don't allow God to fight for you. When you don't allow God to move in your situation. When God cannot count you faithful. Brethren, to the best of our knowledge in that land at that point in time, 
Everybody was bowing down to the idol that Nebuchadnezzar had made. But these three Hebrew brethren said, no, we will not worship this idol. Our God is able to deliver us. Is God able to deliver you? Somebody is not sure. Is God able to deliver you? Can God come through on your behalf? Will you allow God to fight for himself in your life? Or will you apply wisdom? What we call apply, like one of, one of my brothers said, we call it being smart. Find a smart way to escape. And later we can talk about God. Some people have a second chance. Some have a third chance. Some have a fourth chance. Is that not so? Some never have a second chance. I remember a song we used to sing when I was in high school or whatever, somewhere in Nigeria. It may be your own last call today. It may be your own last call. Your hour now has come. You regret in hell. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. This fire consumes and glorifies God's own children. What's your choice? Are you going to stand for the principles that God approves? Or are you going to do it your own way? Thinking that, yeah, you know what happens to some people? It's not that the, the person will die. In fact, after that incident, the person might live another 50 years. But his conscience has been seared to the point that now he has gotten to a point of not listening to God again. God is still speaking. The Holy Spirit is still there. But he has gone to that point, or she has gone to that point of saying, after the first one, what happened? Nothing. After the first abortion, what happened? Nothing. The second one, nothing. Like they say, it's a simple procedure. Is that not so? And the third one, nothing. My sister, forget. And you know what? They will now go and meet an innocent, young Christian girl who, for whatever reason, fell into the trap of the enemy. She's not uh, married. She got pregnant. And they say, ah, you don't know. Me, I've done six. So there's nothing to it. You just go. The doctor will just do it. And you go back home. But unfortunately, what happened? Their conscience has been seared. They, don't, they cannot recognize the voice of God again. And they lead others to perdition on their path. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. This fire we are talking about is unquenchable in hell. Is what? It's if it were not the fact that it's a fire from God's presence, the devil will have put it off. Ah, long ago. He will make sure that his own adherents, at least they have a place they can say, ah, look at how the devil has glorified him or her. But because the fire, that's why I said, what does this fire meet in you? Because the fire is from God's presence. It's unquenchable in hell. That's why in Matthew chapter 9, from verse 43 to verse 46, I'm going to read this one. Matthew 9, 43 to 46. The Bible says, if thy hand offends thee, do what? Cut it off. It is better to enter into life. Maybe. When the Bible says enter into life, he's talking about eternal life. Than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Brethren, there is a fire that torments that never shall be quenched. 
Either you believe it or not. The test of truth is not your belief. Is somebody with me? Your belief or disbelief does not change the fact that this is the truth. I pray for someone here today, it should not be too late for you. Because for some people, it will be too late for them. I remember a story that my dad, my dad shared with us. My dad was a Baptist reverend. And he shared a story with us. Of two people, their experience at the point of death. One of them, he was still alive. He was on his hospital bed. He was dying. And he began to shout, oh, this fire is too much. My heart is burning. Oh, my legs are burning. Oh, water, water. He was in the hospital. He was having an experience that water could not address. That was one man. And then there was another man. And that man said, oh, you've come for me. Oh, welcome. Oh, this is beautiful. Oh, this is glorious. All those that were with him did not see what he was seeing. But that was his own transition. These are examples, brethren, to give us a glimpse. There is heaven, and there's what? Like somebody said, he said, there is God, though. Yes. There is God, though. There is heaven. There is hell. Many wonderful testimonies of experiences at transition. What will be your story? This fire is unquenchable in hell. I pray for you, you will not experience it in Jesus' name. Amen. I said you will not experience it in Jesus' name. Amen. It is that same fire, brethren, that destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. You now see how diversified this fire is. It's all from the presence of God. It's that same fire that destroys Sodom and Gomorrah. Genesis chapter 19 verse 24. Genesis 19 verse 24. The Bible says, The Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah, brimstone and what? Fire. From where? From the Lord out of heaven. Is that in your Bible? The fire that destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah came from the Lord. This fire is available for you today. It can purify. It can guide. It can defend. It can consume. The choice is yours. What the fire will do for you. What the fire will do in you. Jesus makes the difference. Tell somebody Jesus makes the difference. As we go into the, our, our anointing service today, let the fire of God touch you and transform you. Amen. There's fire in his presence. And that fire in his presence is for your own good. It's to change your situation. It's to change your story. If the fire meets in you, Jesus, oh, you have a new song. I know somebody I will have a new song. Amen. Tell somebody, I will have a new song. Will you will have a new song in Jesus' name. Amen. I want us to bow down our heads. Maybe you are listening online. Maybe you are in the house. And you are not born again. You have not given your life to Jesus. 
If the fire were to touch you today and you are not born again, the fire will operate in your life as a consuming fire. But if you've given your life to Christ, the fire will purify, make you holy. The fire will give you what is called favor. A man will look at you and say, oh, something is different about this brother. Something is different about this sister. Oh, because you have had an encounter with that fire. If you are listening to me, you are not born again. You are in the house, you can raise up your hand. You are watching with us online. We are going to pray together. It's a very simple prayer. You just say, Lord Jesus, I come before you today. Come into my life. Come in today, come in to stay. Take hold of all of me. I yield myself unto you because I want to have an encounter with your fire. And I want that fire to set me apart for your good. I want that fire to set me apart for your goodness. Write my name in the book of life. And from this day onward, let my encounter with you be profitable. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Let's all rise on our feet. Let's all rise on our feet. Let's all rise on our feet. We are going to do uh, this very, very fast. If you have your Bible, Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Uh, it, will be, it will be shown on the screen. Psalm 23. It's on the screen. Or um, if you open your Bible. So what, what we're going to do is we're going to read it together. Amen? Amen? We'll read it together. And as soon as we finish reading it, the uh, choir staff, can you please uh, come? So the choir will, lead, will continue to lead us in this song, Let Your Fire Touch My Body. Let Your Fire Touch My Soul. Let Your Fire Touch My Spirit. Touch me, O Lord. Make me whole. Just that 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 verse and then uh i believe the usher can lead us to the front and we'll go quickly through the anointing and we'll round off uh the our continent intercontinental overseer for the americas the lord told him that we should go through this anointing service so it's not something to we should take lightly and the instruction we are giving is read Psalm 23 and then go into the anointing. So we're going to read together. Are we there? Yes. One to go. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness. For his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. It's a confession of what God will do for you. Amen. The Lord will not leave you. Amen. The Lord will provide for you. Amen. The Lord will protect you. Amen. His goodness and mercy will follow you. 
His angelic protection will not be lacking in your life. His fire will avail for you. Wherever you stand, the host of darkness will flee. In the name of Jesus. A man of God, he's dead now. We are told when people that have demons in them, all they need to hear is that such and so person is here. The demons will flee. Because of fire. The fire of God. That fire will operate in you in Jesus' name. Amen. So the choir will lead us in that uh, song. Let your fire touch my body. Let your fire touch my soul. Let your fire touch my spirit. Touch me, O oh Lord. Make me whole. And I'll say, come forward. I will do the... Uh, for those of us at home, I believe we've gone through the process together. We can go ahead and anoint ourselves. And the Lord, as we do so, will touch us and give every one of us testimonies in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead. Go ahead. E prosundo irebos kaliana hatragabo. Ezima le masheke le banda hitragabundo ria. E prosundo le anda hitragabo. Egerebo sanda harabashata le na hitragabo. Mariboska, mariboska, bika bosatulia. E prosundo le andragabo. Yes, Lord, touch me, 
fire of God, touch me and change me. Touch me and change me. In the name of Jesus. Ah, Maribos, Kelian, Ragabo, fire of God, touch me and change me. In the name of Jesus. Ezi Maliba Ushkatele in Ragabo, fire of God, Maprosoto, Malekete Ireboshka Kaliana Itragabo, Malmora Ushkate, fire of God, touch me, change me. Strengthen me, O Lord. Do a new thing in my life. Do a new thing in my situation. Glorify your name in my life, O Lord. Yes, Lord, provide for me. Keep me. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Be magnified and be glorified, O Lord. For we have prayed. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you. We lift your name on high. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done. Thank you for what you are doing. Thank you for what you continue to do. Be glorified and be magnified in Jesus' name. Let our joy be full. Let your fire do a work of transformation in us. Every contrary fire in our lives, let your fire consume. You are the consuming fire. Prove yourself in our lives. Amen. Prove yourself in our situations. Amen. Prove yourself in our church. Amen. Prove yourself in your church. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. You, we love you, Lord. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.